Hello everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Ayana, your host, and today I'm joined by EJ and Simone, two of the people you met last time in our introduction podcast. We're just going to be going over a few topics like history, slavery, and how that might affect America today. We are still missing one of our group members, but I'll make sure to have them introduce themselves as soon as they come in. So today we're just going to be talking about slavery as an institution, uh, the ideal of how racism came after slavery, and then just going over American ideals in general. So starting off with the first category, which is slavery as an institution. Um, Going off a historical perspective, which is mostly like um, slavery in general, do you think it was morally correct? And do you think there's any any real differences between slavery here and slavery in America? I don't think it was morally correct, but they weren't trying to cause, like, any specific harm at first, but then it just, like, got worse. I mean, there really wasn't a difference between either of the two. The only part was when the African kingdoms did it, they, they, were, war, they were war enemies, but when the Europeans did it, they did it for the land. Also, Europeans did eventually make it about race. So that's also the main difference. They made it like a power dynamic between the races rather just being, oh, well, you were sold to me or I got you in a war. You're going to serve me until your time is up, basically. They in America, they kind of started using these people as property. And um, morally, we see now today is when people talk about slavery in America, um, there are some people who go, well, there was slavery all over the place. So what is, what do you think about that argument? I think, like, slavery in other places, like, the first, like, when slavery started, it was more, like, land weapons, and then the, America's just made it more about race, which, what both of you kind of said. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, the, the African kingdoms did it because they were war enemies and they took they took their defeated enemies as prisoners. For, I mean, they did also for the land, but they were war enemies. And then Europeans did it for the goods, so just to expand their land. Yeah, so this one is just kind of like a personal question. How do you feel if someone tries and, like, say someone came up to you, you're having a discussion, and you brought up the fact that slavery in America was far worse and they say, well, slavery was everyone. Slavery was everywhere. How would that make you feel? I think it would make me feel like I don't know, like I just don't think it was right in all places. It wasn't right at all sometimes, but I just don't find it like that it would be okay in some places. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think I understand what you're trying to say. Yeah, and then you got to think about it. The the African slaves, they were actual slaves. And then the the white Europeans, when they were enslaved, they were indentured servants because they had easier punishments when they Mm -hmm. got out of line. They could also pretty much get out of it eventually. In some cases of indentured servitude, people who worked as indentured, indentured servants got wages and therefore after a certain amount of time, once they saved up an amount of money, they could buy themselves back, or they could get out of it. Being a slave meant you were property, that you could not go 
if you tried to leave, they would chase you down and you would get severely punished. So that's another huge difference. And honestly, when I hear the whole argument with there was slavery everywhere, it just makes me feel like the person uh, doesn't know what they're talking about. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Especially if you look at it from all these different perspectives, like Greek slaves, war, war everywhere. It was just about war and land. It had nothing to do about race. But then you come to America and you look and you see them using these different ideals just to say, oh, well, my race is better because this, this, and this. Therefore, these people are just animals and we can own them like property. And that's kind of what they did. I mean, yeah. And you have to think about it. Like, the Civil War came after slavery, not before it. Right. All right. So we're going to go on and we're going to move to slavery first, racism second. So economically, from an economic perspective, how do you guys feel about this? Why do you think this kind of started happening, where they started using race as an argument to get these slaves, rather than oh, well, we just need workers? I think I could go first. Um, economically, you could kind of tell that they could see that these this free la- labor meant that these people in the Americas could kind of get rich quick. And that's kind of the first, a lot of, uh, it's a huge theme here in America, the American dream, honestly, that's what people look at it as, is getting money, getting a big house, stuff like that. And so back when it was just starting to come to America, I feel like people were realizing that they could use these people for free labor. And so eventually it just became this huge, huge trade that eventually just became a part of our economy and it still affects America today. Yeah, I agree with that, and, like, I think they used them, like, for labor, like you said, and then slavery started happening, obviously, from that, but it was just one race, and it just started to create racism, kind of, as it says, racism first, er, slavery first, racism second. And I mean... Like yeah, slaves couldn't really get out of it. They were they were in there for the goods and and to tr- and to be traded. So they couldn't really get out of it. So yeah. yeah. And honestly, because most of the t- during this time period, a lot of the religion back then was some sort of Christian. So using the Bible became something that they started to do to justify taking these people from their homes and putting them in these slave trades. So how do you feel about the use of a religion to try and create a power dynamic between two groups of people? I feel like they were, like, forcing the religion upon them and, like, saying, like, we're doing this because, like, the Bible says so, or whatever they were using said so, and was giving it, was giving the slave owners an excuse to act the way they acted. I mean, while the slaves were allowed Sunday service, that didn't really do anything, so. Well, with that, with this whole Sunday service thing, you have to realize that they have their own religions, they have their own ideals. It's just that the difference between African people and European people is that African people had storytellers. They had people that would pass on these stories of their religion and stuff like that. And so eventually these people were removed from that and kind of indoctrinated into Christianity, whether they wanted to or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sunday service was kind of just a way for them to, like, 
have a day to get at work and then eventually you know after years and years of being in slavery you're going to lose those stories you're going to lose those ideals things are going to get wiped out so uh from that perspective you can kind of see that i do agree uh that their religion their own religions and their own beliefs was kind of pushed to the side and they were kind of forced into christianity which is something you see a lot mm-hmm. within uh colonization and all these things you see it with natives you see it with um indians uh, all over the place they just started pushing their religion as a way to say well i can enslave conquer do whatever i want to because my religion says me as a white person is better yeah and they like at the services they took some of like the quotes out of the bible out so they wouldn't read them, which was also very wrong for them to do. Yeah, uh, You can see that throughout history. Um, <laughs> what is it? In the 70s? I'm just going to use this as an example. In the 70s, they started taking a wrongful translation. In the Bible, it says, man shall not lay with boy. <laughs> but because, you know, um, Christianity at some point decided, nope, we don't like gay people. It, they changed it to man shall not lay with man. And they started using that to say, well, being gay is a sin. So mm-hmm. you can see them kind of inter- changing the interpretations to whatever they want to, just so that way they can say they are better. Yeah. So going on, um, there were, so power dynamics is another topic that we have to talk about. And I think we kind of touched on it before. But how do you feel the power dynamics that the Christian white settlers put into America kind of affects us now. Like, do you think that because of all the stuff that went on in the past, with all the saying, I'm better because I'm this certain race, do you think that still affects America today? It definitely still affects America. And it's really obvious. And I just think that it created a lot of problems, even if they weren't trying to cause harm at first. It's caused a lot of problems. Yeah, you can especially see it within our systems today. Mm-hmm. Um, throughout American history, actually, there's always been something written in the government that kind of messes or screws over minorities in some certain way. Like at one point, there was a study done uh, years and years ago where it said that black people have a higher pain tolerance and you can kind of still see that being practiced in medical fields today even though it was disproven you can kind of see um black people getting turned down for these uh pain meds either because uh these medical professionals professionals are indoctrinated to believe that black people are just trying to get drugs or that black people have a higher pain tolerance yeah Now we're going to move on to American ideals. So the foundational identity. How do you feel like, what's the word? Do you think the founding fathers did mean what they wrote in the Constitution, which is like everyone should be free, uh, land, home of the brave, land of the free, whatever. Like, do you feel those ideals were true? Do you feel like they actually meant that? Or do you feel like they just meant that for Christian white males? 
I feel both ways. They meant it just for like Christian white males, but I also feel like they tried to make everyone free, but it just kept getting worse. It they just couldn't do it, and they didn't live up to what they said. And even during that time, there was still slavery in the South. Mm-hmm. They were trying to abolish it, and then after all the slavery. It was then the, then the racism started with the segregated bathrooms mm-hmm. and everything else. So, yeah. Even then, you feel like you would feel like you know at least like later they would have given their woman a right to vote or anything, you know, because yeah. they were also white. They are also there. They could do. Th- they could, in some cases, hold down jobs or whatever so you would feel like they would give their women the right to vote as well but they didn't do that either so I feel my personal belief is that they might have thought that's what they were going to say like oh everyone's free here home, land of the free but they did not keep that promise when they wrote it and so eventually them not doing that sooner or them letting it get to the extent where them letting it get to the extent where that it took years. It took a war. It took a whole war just to abolish slavery. Yeah. You can kind of see that they did not live up to their promise. Like they might have meant it, but they did not live up to it. Definitely. And so, what do you think the long term? And especially not true today because of how the how minorities are treated, like how blacks are being shot, killed, like Trayvon Martin. Yeah, Rihanna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, everybody else. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of that, since you brought them up, we're actually going to go on to long-term impact now. So, how do you feel like all of this, all of the fact that slavery wasn't abolished when they wrote the Constitution, slavery was, it took a whole war to abolish slavery, and how even then black people were still treated very poorly. How do you feel like that still impacts us today? What do you think the long-term impact of that is? I just feel since when, like, America's first started, like, white Christian males had the power. So they feel as if they still do and, like, use it to their own advantage. Like, they could do something and go in a trial as like with a black man that did the same thing and they'll get two different sentences like in jail or prison if they did the same thing which has impacted today i 100 percent agree with that honestly especially with a case that i was looking at a while back was two women one of them murdered her newborn she got probation another one was sentenced to years in prison just for lying about her school district so her kid could get into a school different into a good mm-hmm. school the only one you know you'd think you'd understand that like hey i'd want my kid to go to a school too you know it doesn't seem like a huge deal yeah but the black woman who was just trying to do the best for her children got years and the white woman who literally killed her child only got probation mm-hmm. and then you look back at the eric garner case he, he got choked out by an NYPD officer, and chokeholds were, were banned by the NYPD. Mm-hmm. That took place in 2014. The officer, were, the officer was fired in 2019. Garner's family got $5.9 million as a settlement for his killing. 
One thing I will never understand about that, and this is kind of a tangent, but Breonna Taylor's family got settlements for the death of her. Like, they got money from it because the the police department wanted to settle it. So if you're willing to settle, put money towards it to settle the case, and yet you don't say, oh, you say, oh, well, our officers aren't guilty. That kind of doesn't add up to me. Yeah. Like, why would you give people money if you think your officers aren't guilty instead you know they just don't want to punish these officers Mm -hmm. and if it was a black officer shooting a white person i bet that black officer would probably be charged with something but instead because of all these things that happened years and years ago that still affect us today we still have to fight just for equal trials honestly nothing is really fair here yeah yeah, and then, and then you look at the case of Tamir Rice. He was 12. He had a, I forgot what it was. He had a, either, either a fake gun or a BB gun. Yeah, I think it was fake. like an airsoft. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, it was, a, it was an airsoft gun. He was 12. I think he was messing around with it, and then the cop came up, just shot him right on the spot. Mm-hmm. No questions asked. And then I you look at all the school shootings. That never happens. They just you have out. you have literal people in Congress saying that oh these aren't real these are fake these are made by companies to try and make guns look bad but then as soon as a kid walking around with a toy gun shows up oh well the cop thought he was a man oh well it didn't have an orange tip at the end how would he know that he was playing yeah. And with that, that's going to be the end of today's podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. A huge round of applause for Simone and EJ for joining the conversation today. And we'll see you next time.